0: So, Hey guys, welcome to the Walls Can Talk podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bowen, and this is a new series produced in-house by Global Street Art. Based in East London, we're a company which has a key mission to live in painted cities. We do loads of things, like help provide artists with walls and materials to do their art. We also work on housing estates, on community projects, as well as being one of the leading painting agencies in the UK. Our office has become a bit of a hub for artists and we're lucky enough to work with very talented people every day. Our motivation for doing a podcast is to share their stories in a long form, fairly raw kind of way. So we're going to host informal interviews with wicked artists and see what we can learn and share. This is our first series, so please bear with us and any feedback to improve the show is much appreciated. Enjoy. Welcome guys to, this is, I suppose, the first official Walls Can Talk podcast. You've got the best uh, people on it. Yeah, so <laughs> this month we have Captain Chris and Oust. Hello. And they're from the Gums and Tongue crew, um, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, yeah, hi guys, thanks for coming on. Hello. Hey man. Um, God, I sound like a fucking like presenter. Yeah, it's good. So well, you, you are a forget. presenter. Yeah, it's so the, strange. Is, <laughs> like, you're in charge. I yeah. feel like when I'm self conscious about sounding like a presenter, that's when I sound more like a presenter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you start going really...
1: The thing is, like, if if you're if you're trying to talk as well, right? You can you can have like a point, and like if for me anyway, this is what I find is that if I'm trying to talk about something, I'll talk about it. But then if I think about the fact that I'm being recorded, I'll have that in my head, and it will make me lose what I'm talking about, and then mm-hmm. I'll be like. What was I talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're just staring into the
1: middle distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, uh, <laughs> you just become aware of what is actually happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you, you know There shouldn't be anything scary about it though. It's not like we're on video. Yeah. No, it's not like anyone can see mm. me. <laughs> um so yeah, so to recap, we have Captain Chris and Oust on the show. Do you guys wanna briefly yeah. like introduce yourselves? Yep. Yeah, so uh,
2: my artist name is Oust. I am a graffiti artist uh, that lives in London currently, but not originally from London. Um, I represent a wide selection of crews, um, which are like all which are, which are kind of all, all from different like kind of stages, not stages from my life, but they're all like friends that I've met throughout growing up in the graffiti scene. And I think the reason why I wrote a selection of crews is because I kind of like to always kind of big up the homies throughout, even if I haven't seen them in a long time, which is quite... Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
0: Nice. And Chris?
1: i was just trying to think about how to introduce myself. I'm Captain Chris and I paint cartoons and... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I like just painting really big characters that are of my own creation. Stuff. I don't know. How would yeah. I introduce myself? You're,
2: you're an illustrator. I'm an illustrator. Paints, yeah. I'm, yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I am an illustrator and graffiti artist, street yeah. artist, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, that's me.
0: Nice. And yeah. so, yeah. To give some context, how do you guys actually know each other?
2: We met at Paint and Beer Festival. Oh. Did we? Yeah, that's when we first met. I met you in Holland. Really? Yeah, because I flew over there with Darko, and I, only person I'd met from gums and tongues so we went to Peyton beer festival in 2016 Back I think um, I'm actually, yeah I'm wearing a hoodie so 2016 I'm pretty sure um, and um I flew out there with Darko and I only I only met before uh, Darko and dill from gums and tongues and I met out there uh captain and Bao, and then we had and yeah and then we had like a
1: I mean, that's the best way to come in to meet someone here when you go
0: fucking
2: paint, yeah. paint and Beer Festival. Yeah, so I hung out and And then we pretty much just started no, hanging I out. I realised that. Yeah.
0: So were you always. Did you join Gums and Tongue? I like got put in Gums and Tongue.
2: On? I got put in Gums and Tongue at Paint and Beer Festival. That was the kind of first festival that I think yeah, we'd yeah. done it as a crew. And yeah. that's when I got put in it. And then we kind of all started hanging out a lot because we all got along really well. I think it's one of those things that I always find. The best way to get to know someone is live with them or go on holiday with them. <laughs> and and you'll know that person really well. And I feel like if you can survive like a holiday with someone or a group of people, you'll always be mates afterwards. Yeah, or you'll we'll we'll catch them things. in a
1: hilarious situation which will make you think, Oh yeah, he's safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um so do you want to explain a bit about Gums and time the crew, just just briefly? Yeah,
1: I mean I think like for me, gums and tongue is like uh, like the core group of us. We're just like really good mates that like to paint and don't take it too seriously. But like also, you know, we like to do good shit. Um, but then I think it's it's like a more there's a more expansive like gums yeah. and tongue family of of people that are just you know like kind of part of the crew and we because we all end up hanging out together all the time and we all know each other. So I mean, yeah, it's
2: it's a bit it's like it. It's got a different vibe to a lot of like graph crews because we all are really good mates as well and we all paint very different things so it's kind of like a, a nice kind of weird collection of people that get along very well and are, like I, I feel like everyone in Gums and Tongues crew I would be mates with regardless of us painting, it's just the fact that we've all got painting in common, if that makes sense. We are just good friends. I think. Yeah, except Darko. Yeah, fuck Darko. <laughs> Poor Darko. No, never feel bad for Darko.
0: So, yeah, so you're all East London-based?
1: Yeah, I don't live in fashionable East, though. I live in the other East. Which East? Like, past, kind of, like, near Stratford, kind of, other direction. Not, like, this East, which is, like... Avoca- well,
0: avocado and Toast Avocado East. and taste it. Toast toasties. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have
1: that where I live.
0: <laughs> and um, are you both active or like how what would you describe your like painting activity as primarily Like you go yeah, definitely of, like, active bombing, yeah so we're both like, pretty
2: active I think being active it doesn't really matter what you're what how what you're being specifically active in whether it's bombing or piecing or canvas work I think being active is just creating every day and I think we're mm. both pretty fucking good at that
1: yeah yeah because it's I mean it is what we do as yeah well. it is like our job job yeah right. um, but also, yeah I just want to want to do it because there's always been a drive in me it's probably the same thing for you it's like yeah um, you're active because you want to do stuff yeah I'd, like, I'd, you wanna I'd, paint, paint things.
2: I'd paint even if no one else wanted to paint with me yeah. you know I'd, I'd still be painting mm. it's just nice that I've got people to paint with
1: but that's the thing and that's like for me when I started painting heavily again I was in London and um, and I did I just went out on my ones and started painting I ended up painting with the, the Lost Soul Boys after that for a while um, because I just wanted to smash it out but like as a result of just going out on my ones or whatever and starting to paint and end up meeting a few people uh, and now all those people become my, my like core group of mates because mm-hmm. it is what we do regularly so in terms of being active yeah it's like so active that it becomes like your, your mates are are there doing the same thing as you because that's what yeah. you all want to well,
2: do we're, we're both pretty en- engrossed it to the point where it's become our lives Yeah, you know what I mean it's not yeah. it's like I guess, it, I guess it was, it's it, for me, it's always been my life, but for a vast majority of it, it was quite a, a lonely thing I did. I painted a lot with myself and painted a, with me like one or two other people for like a long time, and then moving to London and being saturated with so many other artists around, it's now become my life and my social life, which I think has been mm. a transition. Yeah, same. How long
0: have you been painting? Wait, you're, how I old start, are you now?
2: I'm 25, so I started painting when I was 10, so 15 up. years.
0: You've been painting longer
2: than you haven't been painting. Yeah, yeah, but I, so I, I got, I started getting interested in, in graffiti a bit before when I was ten, and then I started. I did my first piece when I was ten with like really shit painting. and it was awful, obviously. And then I started getting really interested in it from then onwards, um, but I'd say start started taking it seriously, as in like. The whole, the kind of like other side of it, the racking and the bombing and all that kind of stuff from the age of like 13,
0: 14. And how about you Chris? I I just remember when
1: I I used to be like a younger person that painted and I was always like one of the youngest people like in my crew or whatever but now that's not the case because I I said he's 25. (laughs) 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 Um, I don't know, I think I've been painting since I was like 15-ish but I just used to do like kind of shitty letters and stuff and like character stuff a bit but like
0: nothing that good <laughs> when did you start when did you start I'll when did a, you first feel that you were like I'm actually getting good at this
1: uh I don't know thing is for me is that like I've always been like drawing and stuff and, and like street art and graffiti has never been something like I, I've I've always looked at it and sort of um admired certain people in it but my kind of go-to thing for inspiration has always been like comic books and cartoons and I always describe it as being like uh saturday morning cartoons and cereal kind of thing that's where i've always had my inspiration from what was the question again i've completely gone what, when, when
0: did you when did you start feeling that you were good
1: oh okay like, uh
0: was there a point where you're like oh yeah I'm, i don't know i, I still i still don't this? think
1: i'm good i think I've, <laughs> i think there's always room for improvement yeah. i don't know i've been painting since like 15 years, so i took a little break and started to kick it into gear maybe i don't know eight years ago-ish or something. I'd say, up say, say it's been like, like
2: in the last ten years I've started to yeah. notice your stuff before I knew yeah, you. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Because I started eight, to push it harder
1: ago. and before that I was just busy like if I was drawing I'd just, you know, be one of these kind of bedroom illustrators that was staying at home. That was like I was still creating stuff but I was just following on from doing illustration and went, went to uni and did that um, but wasn't didn't really paint a lot and then I was like no, I fucking want to go outside and paint some shit and so like whenever that was like maybe seven, eight years ago whatever that's sort when of I started to like really try harder <laughs> nice. I suppose it wasn't that long ago really yeah
0: nice. was there a point where you were like right I'm gonna take this seriously or?
2: yeah uni cause oh, yeah, start- yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. that's when I started like pretty much the minute I moved away from home I decided a- and lived with a lot more independence was the like kind of the moment I decided that I'm gonna paint pretty much every day and yeah um, yeah, just throughout uni, it got, got like, where well, I was just painting more than I was doing anything else, like, wasn't doing my uni work anywhere near as much as I was painting, or constantly drawing graph rather than, U- uni for me, even though I ended up with like, a good degree, which I was happy with and did an interesting course, uni for me was just practice for getting better at graph, really. That's what I spent 80% of my time doing.
0: Nice. Were your parents stressing? Yeah, yeah.
2: But then they were they were used to it by that point. Um because I, I, am not, uh, I'm, I'm not the kind of sit down and revise slash concentrate on a <laughs> job on or, 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 or like studying kind of guy. <laughs> nah. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah. Do, were they getting stressed? Were you getting in trouble when you were younger? Yeah. Or, yeah, I was getting. Do you, do you want to go through? Maybe the first, uh... first time. Get some some graph trouble like le- <laughs> like legal trouble
2: can do um, <laughs> uh, it depends. I don't know if I want to go into it that much we can do yeah so I got, we, I got I was obviously getting in trouble a bit as a kid with graffiti thing but I think that wasn't really the worst thing about it I think the thing that so my, my, I've got really supportive parents that were always quite up for me being creative I think the thing that they found I don't know if they found it frustrating with graffiti, but whenever I got in trouble with graffiti or doing kind of like, I don't know, it took them a long time to get more comfortable with all aspects of craft, like the illegal stuff and that and that, and that's what I always found quite that I find quite funny now, looking back on as a kid. Like you know, I used to get in trouble at school for like tagging desks and like destroying i remember i got in like a lot of trouble at school for like destroying a classmate's book by just like dogging the whole book with just tags and he yeah it was just awkward and then and that was always funny my parents always yell at me for that and then when i got in like proper trouble when i was like 17 for graffiti like involving the law and stuff that was obviously very awkward after that and uh but now it's weird because now and then throughout uni, it was all, especially with like my family and that, they always thought I should concentrate on my uni work more, but never told me to not stop painting. And now, because it's like my life, and I like kind of paint murals for a living, they really are happy that it was something that I kept doing, and are really supportive. So I'm quite lucky in that aspect. That although there were moments of bits of grief, it was never really like, um, yeah, never really they never tell me to stop or anything so I was pretty lucky
0: was there any um did you ever feel like you needed to stop like consequences wise like if you're getting in trouble with the law are you still like I don't really care I'm still
2: going to go yeah no no. Well, that's the issue with the law around graffiti is when you don't think it's something that's bad you don't ever think you should not do it it's not like if you're selling drugs or mugging people like obviously it depends what drug you're selling but if you're like selling hard drugs obviously you're like screwing people over most of the time and if you're mugging people you're obviously a nasty person whereas if you're doing graffiti and you're just being creative you're just being creative (laughs) and yeah and it's it's you have to think something's wrong to feel guilty or want to stop doing it because of that yeah yeah. don't you think well yeah
1: i suppose i mean it's if you're obviously like out to destroy like and like ruin like public property or whatever there's like you can do that but like you know, if you're just out painting a wall that is not necessarily like, you know, like a business or whatever,
2: then yeah, you just out that, fucking painting. I also just think, like, fuck it, I want to put a tag there. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, I kind of
1: like, I used to do things like that, but I stopped that a little while ago, so I don't really do that anymore. <laughs>
0: So you've always been more on the art side
1: of... No, I mean, I used to paint, like, I used to tag things all the time, and, like, um, I used to love all that kind of stuff, but I don't know. uh, Like, I I had a bit of, you know, um, like trouble uh, when I used to paint graph and stuff, like, um, when I was younger, so I just kind of calmed it down a bit. So it was like, and then I just went to uni, and I kind of, like, did the opposite. I didn't really paint a lot when I was at uni. I just ended up focusing on my, like, what the other shit I was trying to do. But then as a result of that, like I I came out of that and then ended up putting it all together from, you know, the stuff I used to do and then wanting to paint more. And then all the shit I sort of thought about doing at uni and then pff, painting characters and my own shit out of my head and
0: yeah. that's where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Um, we can cut the dead air out. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, fuck, I can't read that. Um. So, I guess with graph uh, festivals, are quite a big thing. Yeah, you guys are no strangers to the graph festival circuit.
2: Yeah, well, I think both of us independently did quite a few like painted at festivals or at graph events independently. Yeah. And then in the last like two years, we kind of as like as part of Grumps and Tongues, did like a try to push us going. Festivals as a crew more because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. Know. I I don't mind talking about how I like kind of how I got into festivals first, and you could do it after. I've done as
1: much as many festival things as you. I don't think I've no? been involved with certain things in the past, but um, I think by the sounds of it, you've probably done more on that side. I mean, we did we did NAS obviously, but I think you've probably been you've probably had more just general festival stuff. Yeah. I've, I've done loads of event things and and whatever else, but I mean.
2: Yeah, I did it for quite well, a lot. I a couple when I was at uni because of um, all the TLA crew guys, um, so I did like, what were they called, we did one, we did like Symmetry Festival and then like a VW Festival, which like really small, I went to uni in Norwich, so really small like East Anglian kind of festivals, but I, we went there. So I. I'm just
1: how many years older than you now, apparently? Yeah. I've been <laughs> so many years older. Um I I just earlier. I was like, oh fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were painting earlier and he just finally fucking was like, when was were
1: like,
0: you born? You?
1: Yeah. I was like bang on the eighties classics and I was like, hang on a minute. I was like, When were you born? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking nineties. Yeah go at festivals, I did a lot of festivals i got well, a couple of festivals at uni but I used to when I was at uni we, I used to travel a lot for graph jams so I'd travel around the uk and go paint at big graph events with and um and so that kind of got me the buzz for trying to like paint at, at events more and then kind of when I finished uni um we started like realizing that you can get free tickets to go to music festivals if mm-hmm. you paint at them and so we started doing them, and so painted Gotwood with Agua uh, for a couple of years, and then did like, painting beer with Gums and Tongues Lads. Yeah, hey, we did that one, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then I painted out like, Bring the Paint Festival, I've done Countless Meeting of Styles.
1: Um, I mean, Grab Festivals have done a fair few. Yeah, you did not a lot thing. of we, yeah, Festivals, we didn't, know, I, we didn't know each other throughout the whole, uh, uh, lot of that time, yeah. Graph festivals, yeah, definitely. I mean, we probably smashed out a lot the same, same yeah, festivals, yeah, but the same
2: place, same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, done a plus load, like yeah. Love them. They're wicked.
0: Yeah. What's been the most like mighty piece? Because Gotwood was some pretty cool walls, man.
2: Yeah. Like well, we did, we did, we did. I did two years at Gotwood, and first year, me Agwa and Agwa's girlfriend Zoe did some really cool collaborative kind of character-based pieces, which was really like experimental and just fun. It was nice to do something that wasn't just like graph. And then the following year, uh, I did a design for it. And I did like a 3D Gotwood piece, a geometric 3D Gotwood piece, um, which was really fun.
0: Yeah. Which Where was it you guys did the, the train? That, that was, was nice. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: For me, that was probably the best, yeah, the best festival, festival painting experience that I've had so far. I don't know if I'll be able to top that one. I'm gonna try though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so what
2: was how did that come about? What was the brief? So NAS, you organised NAS. Yeah,
1: it's through so like I'd always done Nas uh, for the, maybe the past like two or three years um, with the Lost Souls guys. Um and like one of the guys is still involved with that, but we ended up doing a lot of sort of separate things. Uh, so I still obviously wanted to do the festival. Um, and I had a contact there. Uh, and I just, I basically said to the few boys the year before, I was like, I'll try and get us all in for it. So I did this year, and it's like last year rather. Uh, and yeah, got everyone down for it, and they they were just up for us turning up to the festival and just basically fucking the place up. <laughs> 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 we're like it was part of the brief was basically just because they wanted a lot of graffiti, graffiti, and they wanted you know like tagging and bombing and everything. And that was the whole idea. They have this f- kind of uh, fake pub called the Truck and Bearing in the main part of the festival and a uh, squirrel had painted it the uh, year before and i helped him paint that um and then they wanted to keep parts of that but they wanted to look it, it, to look like it had been bombed so we just fucking turned up with a load of paint uh and smashed it and you brought a catapult brought with a like, catapult. water balloons and we just filled it with paint and just started slamming water balloons <laughs> at this pub on site um yeah. yeah dude that sounds wicked it was amazing so fun. yeah and then we painted the the train during the festival as well which was also
0: was that fun. planned did that yeah so that was yeah. the
1: up first train that they brought on site and they wanted us to paint one side on one day and then do the other side as well so it was you know so we're painting before the festival we did the pub and we did loads of other things as well walls and whatnot and um and then they had us doing things like while the festival was on as well was it like
0: was there like a crowd watching you guys? Or were you just... No, we, we didn't. Well, crowd. it was
2: technically live painting, but there yeah, wasn't it was. a crowd watching yeah, yeah. us. Live painting, like but they we were just kind of walk past, hang out, yeah, chat yeah. to
0: us. Yeah, yeah. Although,
2: uh, one day it got a bit leery when we were like ripping pockets off and oh, like, getting yeah, fucked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, there are many stories that come out of NASA and one of them being that we all decided that we were going to buy stupid shirts that cost fuck all but looked really ridiculous <laughs> and you had to wear the shirt and keep the shirt on the whole festival no matter what, like showering, sleeping, everything. Like, so you had to just get through it in this fucking terrible shirt. <laughs>
0: who, who did you guys actually succeed? Yeah. yeah, well, some of us
2: did. Uh, yeah, I fucking
0: committed to that, man. <laughs> you <committed>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, so
2: like, the levels of commitment were definitely varied. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, a couple of people thought it was acceptable to take, like, one arm out when you're washing, and that wasn't happening to me. It's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Just pure filthiness. Yeah, it's like, fuck it, man. Like, the only day I regretted, like, showering in my shirt because it thought it was funny... Was the day when I showered, my shirt came outside, and it was just fucking cold, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it just didn't dry. it was
2: nighttime, and I yeah. spent the whole night shivering.
0: was uh, you slept in the wet shirt. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was awful, man. Oh, man. Um, Even in the
1: morning, when it was sunny, and you come out after you showered in a fucking shirt, and it was cold. You're like
2: fuck this shirt, man. What am I doing this for? Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, no, Nas was just sick because of just yeah. We was, we all just we played a lot of games and had a lot of like kind of festival banter throughout um,
0: banter such as throwing firecrackers at sleeping people. No, that happened yeah,
1: to you. Didn't happen it, yeah, didn't you? yeah, of course, because like he deserves it. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, like, so we you, were all.
1: Did you throw it at him? No, nah, no, nah, I was there though and it was hilarious. But like, we were all being like, you know, quite kindly to each other on purpose. So, including one of the things that was, <laughs> uh, was, was the point of raising the shirt thing was that like on the second day of painting the train, was it you that instigated it? Just, <laughs> yeah. like, like I can't. You told a story because you started it. Like,
2: yeah, I don't even know how it started. No, yeah, you and Darko, yeah, so, Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so I was trying to wine glass like free food from this like burger van so I'd done a bit of you oh you ca- did we did it yeah yeah captain yeah. helped me and we did some um a little bit of like sign writing for a burger van and just claimed and then they didn't deal that they'd feed us for the whole weekend like yeah, free, was, food, free food which was wicked when we fully rinsed it and we yeah. I just finished doing that darker came over comes over <laughs> tries to like rip my shirt and I was like <laughs> Fuck this and he, he took out a few buttons but I just like destroyed his I like grabbed <laughs> him by the neck and just split it down the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> i over by the train right and he comes back
1: and Darker comes up and his whole shirt is just fucked man it's all like and he had this like big African fucking <laughs> shirt it's all just like torn up on the arm yeah. like down. Yeah, he looks really depressed
0: <laughs> you just wear it like wearing the tattoo to was still committed yeah, to yeah. yeah, yeah he's still dedicated at yeah. that
2: point point. <laughs> um, and then after that um, I was like I was just Really drunk at one point, and uh, Bao came up to me and just ripped my uh, top pocket off, and then that instigated collecting patches, is what we started to call it, which was um, yeah, just ripping people's top shirt pockets off and collecting them as little trophies. Um, and so yeah, I got obits. I also got who else did I get? I, I had three in total, I believe. I can't remember who else, did I get yours? Yeah, you got mine. And I then, got your shorts. And then he came
1: up to me afterwards and like he grabbed my <laughs> short pockets, right? But the thing is like, the shorts that I was wearing, like the yeah, pocket was like part of the shorts. <laughs> so it's like, as soon as he ripped it off, it's just like the whole back of the shorts is gone. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, I like, only have one pair of
2: shorts, right?
0: <laughs> So he bought me a new pair of shorts because he got them. No, I anyway. got them yeah. free. Oh, you got them free, yeah, yeah. Because yeah,
2: he told them, yeah, yeah. I've got me some new shorts. I put up this like clothing company on my piece and, uh, and they were like, we'll give you some free kind of like gums for it. And, <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, I fucking destroyed Captain's shorts and felt really guilty. So I went and claimed my free reward and got him some new shorts. Oh, I love those shorts. That's Are pretty...
0: good? <laughs> yeah, not, no, not those ones. The ones you ripped. Off. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You were really annoyed to
0: me. <laughs> that was pretty funny. You sound like you're good at blagging free stuff at festivals. Yeah. If,
1: uh... Yeah, man. Man, I love that too. Like, I mean, it's...
0: No, I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> but so it was confined to ripping gums and tongue members clothing. Or were you just uh, No, nah, it got or it expanded first, me? didn't it? Like, got some got a girl going past,
2: past, little not she? a pocket ripped? Yeah, Yeah, ripped ripped off her shorts shorts pocket <laughs> and just split. split. She had these little little no, no, not Nike No, no, tracksuit shorts on. Adidas um, and he ripped the back pocket off and just split the shorts in two. <laughs> so we uh, we spray painted her bum cheek black and put a sticker over the like. the patched the shorts together and she seemed happy. Yes, she did.
0: Nice. Um, all right. So, what would you say? It has been your weirdest experience with uh, street art slash graph. Like, because being out on the street, you must meet some. Yeah, fucking specimens of people yeah definitely like
2: unfortunately a lot of them just merge into one like
1: yeah I can't try to think of anything specific that's weird that's happened but
2: I've had some really like dodgy like close encounters where you know you're like walking somewhere pretty late at night and you're either by yourself or with one other person and then you stumble across like a load of people you shouldn't bum into and it's, it's it can always it can be like those kind of like catching your breath moments where you don't know whether or not you're going to get beaten up or kind of just get away with it fine or whatever. And so those kinds can be kind of a bit sketchy. Um,
1: You end up putting yourself in situations sometimes, like doing some of the shit we get out to, you end up putting yourself in places that other people wouldn't do and then you're like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I think that's the thing with graffiti, is that you get yourself in really off-key situations and then you kind of think to yourself what the fuck am I doing here yeah Um, yeah I I think one of my my favourite like fondest memories is like like uh, doing like daytime back jumps I did like a really fun daytime back jump in Germany and it was like 1pm on like a weekday like on a really busy commuter train and like 8 of us just ran up to the train we kind of like yeah, I just ran up to a train and just blasted like eight pieces down the side of it in like in like three to four minutes, and uh, and then got had a horrific chase by loads of police after that all through like Freiburg, which is a German city, for ages, um, and then and, and but that was like you know oh, huge peak of adrenaline followed by like chaotic sprinting and then we, it kind of ended up of us all getting very drunk after we realised we'd got away with it and <laughs> bombing all night and being utter dicks. It was, it was really funny. So I think we've, with graph you get of, these are kind of like crazy memories that you just never forget. Yeah. And they're, they're the best things about Wait, it. Wait, is that
0: when you're running through the German countryside? Yeah,
2: getting... we ran all through like kind of a black forest area all through German countryside, ended up in this pub where we kind of at that point we'd all changed clothes and like stashed our paint and stashed cameras and... It's like every time we just like turned a corner, there'd be more police there. So we ended up like dashing in this pub and like instantly ordered as much food and drinks as we could. And uh, yeah, the police kind of just never found us, and so it kind of like calmed down. And then we went from there to uh, we were walking back into Freiburg City, and we we're walking through a black forest, and we stumbled across this like party that was happening there. We ended up going like gate crashing this party. We knew no one there, stealing all their alcohol. And like, you know, it's like eight writers being dicks, and like, just robbed. They had like this little mini fridge at this party, and, like, and we just like completely rinsed it. Like they had like bottles of vodka and champagne, and then we were just like spagging loads of them. And then when we realized we drank all of the keg, like they had a couple of kegs of beer, which we like finished. When we realized we drunk all that beer and we'd stolen all the alcohol. We were like, cool, time to go. <laughs> and then we just like we grabbed a few lingerers on from the party. And just like walked into Freiburg with like fucking like 20 bottles of champagne like just squirting them over each other tagging like everything bombing trams like just being utter nightmare and then when we got into Freiburg after just complete chaotic, chaoticness we ended up bumping into loads of police and got a really big group photo of all the Freiburg police
0: <laughs> 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 wait so when, when did it all turn south? did they they when it came pa- at you when you were on the tracks so mid paint, they were just. Nip. No,
2: so like, we were like, so we're painting obviously when you paint a back jump, you don't have a lot of time. So we were painting really fast. We had, I think we all did we all finished in under five minutes. And we had the driver yelling at us, and then um we had a mate on the platform keeping lookout for us, and we just bolted down the tracks to like kind of this get-off point where you go into this kind of country tracks so us wood and we're like running down the track and we look behind us and just off the platform just like a load of police just after us then we kind of just sprint down this track we was we, just running like it was like pretty much from the get-go the minute we like we knew that, that we went into it knowing that was going to happen um because it was quite a a hot not not hot in terms of like british hot but hot in in terms of like you're doing it for the adrenaline rush like you that is it like that is the likelihood of a chase kind of afterwards and we all knew that kind of going into it, so it's just one of those things.
0: Yeah, that sounds like. I mean, it's a lot of emotions going on there, right? Fear, exhaustion. Then, yeah. like you've gotten away with it, so you're super yeah. happy, and then you get champagne. It's just, yeah, that's
2: yeah. why people paint panels. To be honest, is the it's the buzz of it like it's um, any writer will tell you that it's a pretty, uh, it's a, it's like a it's like the best hit of adrenaline
0: you ever have. Pretty much, that's, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so, okay, uh, um, so what influences you to? To paint, like who, who are your influences, or like the people you look up to most, or, or draw from the most?
2: Um, like, loads of people, really, man. Like, like so many writers. Like, you know, I am fundamentally a fan of graffiti. So, because of being a fan of graffiti, like, regardless of my own personal graffiti life, I will always like be inspired by like, like so many people. Um, growing up, it was obviously like a lot of people all the kind of old school New York heads, like I was always really inspired by like D, and like Seed and just all the kind of proper Star Wars, kind of like classic writers and then when I started to kind of learn more about the UK scene like Zombie Too Cold you know, Matt, um, kind of all the proper like old school DDS crew London writers like CBM crew and kind of yeah, the old school London heads is what really heavily inspired me. Um, to you know, that's why I, I kind of like how my style was developed. kinda of, kind of see it as like kind of like an old school London, New York kind of mix. Um, and yeah, it's the kind of graph I'm into, man. Like that's what I like. Nice. But yeah, there's too many people yeah. to really like. Yeah, I, I'd, yeah, I'd, like, I'd like, like to name drop loads of people, but it Are just, there, is,
0: is is the whole kind of like you know the old school London scene? It's still around, like how how many of those people are still going, do you know?
2: Yeah, lo- loads man, yeah, like yeah, like there's still a lot of people active, that's what I like. rate about them, like, like, you know, a lot of the old school London heads are still super active and still painting, and, uh, and and also, you know, I think like everyone has to, like, although obviously it's cool seeing people doing things now, you've always got to think about everyone's history and you've got to think about what they've done, and there's, there's loads of people that have just set different levels in London Graph that I will always like rate forever you know and it's good it's important to not forget about them as well you know what I mean like um, yeah it's important to kind of always remember the history and I think that
1: sometimes that gets lost especially in this new wave of like I mean I don't want to get too political about it but like um because obviously there are lots of different people painting now that are from like graffiti background stuff and uh so i think it's sort of like maybe sometimes it causes a little bit of drama sometimes because people don't have that necessarily that historical respect for things anymore yeah, um, which i think is important because i have still come from like kind of a graph background myself even though my inspiration sort of comes from all these like like i said like cartoons and comics and stuff like i st- I do still love graph and painting um and so i've like because i've kind of come from that historically like i get it like, and i can i know i think that's important yeah. but i think now Maybe some people that are newer to the scene these days, or whatever, or aren't as familiar with that. It's
0: kind of uh, they just just lost. How how easy is it to sort of access that knowledge, though? I don't is know. I think you just like
1: ha- you hang around with people that yeah. are in the scene and stuff, and if you know. But like <sighs> I don't know. I think I suppose if you're not involved like with that kind of thing and you still paint or whatever then you I I, I don't know you just probably wouldn't know would you and then you just you'll find out if someone gives you some shit if you paint over a piece that you shouldn't I
2: I also (laughs) think that's one of the classic traits of being a writer or being into graph is that you are constantly looking at it and so that's where you get inspired from heavily is just like by actually just walking around and like seeing what's on the street and seeing who's painting who's being active who's like you know actually up and that's it's great when you see someone that's
1: like got a fire style that's totally fresh and yeah, different yeah, yeah. as well, you
2: know. And then it's also sick to see like, you know, if you see someone like a really like, I was with Preff the other day and he showed me a photo of a tag of his that someone had just sent him that's near King's Cross Station and he's did it's been there since like early two thousands and I was and that's fucking sick, you know. It's sick when you see like these really old tags and then of someone that you know is still painting or someone you know like really made like. Big kind of footmark in uh, the culture.
0: Yeah. See so what that shit was like. Nearly twenty years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's it's kind crazy. of a whole part of it, though, right? Isn't yeah. It? So like you you
0: you're up to be up, and
1: you want to stay up. You don't want to just be up and then come down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, the more you okay. do it, the the more do like. You, you're, do you recognize. have any
0: spots where you feel like you you know it's been there for ages? Do you know if there's any Got... like if your really early stuff still kicking about?
2: Uh not. There's a few things, like but not really. Like I've got a, the the issue is obviously with in England a lot of stuff gets buffed, so occasionally you'll have a, like an abandoned spot. But even they'll end up getting demolished. But occasionally you have a, like a weird fucking storm drain or like a weird back alley in some weird town that you happen to do a tag in and it and it just has never ever gotten buffed and is they're the ones that kinda say but then just go like, really obscure, isn't it? To yeah. places that no one's gonna hit. Like. Yeah, I've, I've got in London. I've got a lot of pieces that have lasted since I've been here. Uh-huh. Like my um, one of my first illegal dubs when I moved to London is still running, which I'm pretty happy with. And that that was like mid yeah mid 2014, so it's like five years now. That's been there, so I'm pretty happy about five that.
0: Five years, that's
1: pretty good, man. Yeah, I think one of the nicest things for me was when I went to Italy last year, and I was in Rome. And i just like wandering around like the place we're staying, just scoping out, and there's just fucking
0: owls everywhere, like all around. So I just set myself a flicks and just clogged all these dubs all over the place. Yeah, that's sick Have you guys travelled much to uh, like paint?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's, you, for you me, have loads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love to travel and paint. For me, it's like the it's something that's enabled me to travel and do what I love doing, and also work, you know, in places as well as travel. So it's yeah, like the for me, I want to go everywhere anyway. Um, like, I'm from New Zealand originally, and then, so I go back to that side of the world quite regularly, um, and then, obviously, being here, it's close to Europe, so it enables you to travel to Europe and go further afield, and like, spending a lot more time in America now, as well. Um, nice, so where, I think where was like, the last
0: place that you went to? Uh,
1: so I just got back from, uh, like, a three-month trip. So I was in Thailand, and then Australia, in Melbourne, and then New Zealand. Uh, <clears throat> and then I went back through LA so LA was the last plot, and then I'm back well, I'm in pain, LA. painting the whole
0: time like, painting, uh, like yeah so like or... my family
1: live like my parents live in, in New Zealand so I was there to see them there. but then um, Thailand was for um, yeah for fun um, and a friend of mine Himbad, had an exhibition there so I helped, went over there to help him set up that stuff and so we did some gallery books but yeah I was there to paint I wanted to paint and hit spots there so I did that and also vibed out and had a great time and then same thing in Australia, my brother lives there, stayed with him. But then, you know, I just had three weeks to just bop around and do what I wanted and paint. So I wasn't there for like work to, for a job specific or anything, but um, yeah, I just went there to, to hit as much as I could. And I did. Nice. Did,
0: <laughs> yeah. did you do any jobs? You did some work in LA, right? Or... A
1: little bit, yeah. I mean, so I have close ties with like Secret Walls and the Monorex guys there and um, they're based in LA now. So I'm going back in May to LA to battle at secret walls in LA. So I'll be back there doing that. Um, And then, yeah, so like little bits of secret wall stuff and everything. I'm still
0: like involved with that. Uh, It's just cool. Is battling, is that something you're like pretty into?
1: Yeah, Uh, I haven't battled for a while, but I mean, for me, I always say that like when I was starting to kind of um, get myself out there more and paint more, I was already like painting on the street or whatever and doing my thing, but. The thing that kind of gave me a kick, uh, and maybe put my stuff into into like the limelight, or whatever, so people noticed it, was I did a battle. My first battle was Secret Walls, and um, it's funny because we it was Footlocker sponsored, so you had to do like an illustration for it. It was like a sponsored battle thing. Uh, Footlocker and Umbro were sponsoring it, and so we, everyone had to like submit like a drawing, uh, and we we did. Like I submitted my drawing, and then I saw other people's ones as well, and I actually clocked Tony Boy, who's in our crew now. Uh, i clocked his piece and i thought he was going to go through and then i got in to the battle and he didn't get in (laughs) so like yeah anyway i got into this this thing and there was like four of us that got chosen and we did a battle uh there and that kind of that one battle kind of like um i don't know just it just felt like it a lot of stuff snowballed after that and it kind of picked up momentum so since then yeah i was always really up for doing more battles um, and you know at that point it was kind of like secret balls had already been going before that anyway and it would already had like a series and stuff, so I came into that a little bit later than other people um, but yeah did a lot of battles and then ended up running the series for two years in London myself because I was quite close with those guys
0: oh, nice man yeah Yeah. so how, how does it work is it literally just like boom you're like next to each other or are you just all in the same vicinity
1: uh, i mean it's set up differently per like event and where where are the spaces but yeah if you're doing like a tournament it's one artist versus one artist it's always 90 minutes it's always black paint uh on whiteboard so it's like posca or whatever like paint pens and and brushes um and acrylic paint no white no sketches no pencils um and yeah you'll be generally next to each other you might have like eight foot by eight foot boards so they're pretty big um and then you know you have two two guest judges usually and then the crowd is a judge with like a decibel reader so they have to shout for who they want to win at the end so it all goes crazy and nuts um but yeah terry terry guy like started all this um fucking however many years ago like probably 12 15 years ago or something here uh and that's yeah it's just it's great i think for me personally that secret Wars. um is great for like emerging artists that people that want to show off their shit a bit more and like think that they can, you know, go into the battle scene and get in front of like a few hundred people or whatever and and do it. And then I think yeah, it's it's really helpful. So you have big name artists involved with it and people that have been doing it for a while and then yeah, fresh faces, which
0: is sick. Nice. You so know? you said you were you were like curating the series in So London? yeah,
1: so Terry Terry was um he runs the whole thing or whatever and uh he was moving to LA. Um, and because I was quite quite up for doing it and quite involved with it, he just asked me if I wanted to run the series here, if we wanted to get he wanted to get it going in London again. Because, like I say, they'd already had like a big one when it first kicked off, and um, and he was like, "Do you want you know get it going again here?" And I was up for it. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." Uh, so we put on a series, and that was really good. We had it in Shoreditch, classic East London, uh, did really well. Um, and then, yeah, ran another series and uh, Relentless came in and sponsored it. Uh, yeah, which helped. Nice, man.
0: Yeah. Did you like Did you like being on the organisational end of things or do you want mm. to just be like painting?
1: So I I did the event uh, and like my friend Sarah came in to help me run it and stuff because it's quite tough running events, apparently, as I found out. <laughs> uh, just like all the organisation and stuff. So in the end, it does take a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and a lot of moving shit around and sorting things out and like, trying to organize artists is like herding cats sometimes Uh, so yeah it was it was really good fun and i did enjoy the events after they were finished (laughs) no i had a good time doing it and i did it for the scene and and for other people because i just wanted to get that shit going again because i think it's great when people come together and they have a fucking great time watching this thing happen and everyone's really inspired and that's really cool but uh like detrimentally to me it meant that it ate up a lot of my time, um, and I wasn't able to do as much of my own stuff. And you know, like I said, I love to travel and and do my, you know, my own thing has always been my focus. So, uh, so I just calmed it down a little bit and decided, yeah, it's like, did two series, um, and then things have kind of changed now with the way that it works anyway. So yeah, that was enough for now.
0: Nice. So, so when you go to LA, is it like battling like prize money sort of battling?
1: Yeah. So this is the first LA series that they've done, um, I think yeah and um and so yeah it's like a knockout tournament so you have a series of battles i think they've got 16 artists or something this time um and it, it's been kind of changed because usually it would be just like a group but what happened this time is that this they did like a uh, like a group battle where they select artists and then they've brought in people like myself and other maybe more well-known artists to like challenge other people so there's like a it's a mix of like fresh artists and and kind of famous people or whatever um and so that's what's happening now, is like a knockout series. Uh, so I think there's, they're going to do one event every month, but there's two battles happening. I think that's how it's being set up, I think.
0: Um, Wait, so how does that work? So there's two, like...
1: Two, there'll be two tournament. battles going oh, on. Tw- so it'll be, two battles
0: per event. Yeah, and I think that that's... Could, usually that it's just one tournament.
1: one battle, but I think, because like, I'm, I'm not actually there, obviously, now I'm here, but so I don't know about the way they're set up, but I think that's what's happening. Uh, so it'll be me versus somebody else. Yeah, thanks. Sick. And then, uh, you know, someone else versus somebody else. Um,
0: so is it... Um, how friendly is it, though? Because it's like battle, knockout, blah, blah. Is it like... So... Is it deep? It, or is it's it, friendly
1: like, because we're all artists and we're all, like, there because, you know, we, we do what we do. But it's a fucking battle, right? And in my opinion, I think it has to be a good drawing and it has to look cool. But I think the, the whole point of it is to fucking tear your opponent apart a little bit and like take the piss out of them. It needs to be funnier, I think, anyway. Um, a lot of people will just do like a nice picture or whatever and try and kind of beat you on like skill or whatever, like because they've done like a better drawing. But I think that sometimes you can win over on the comedy value. Um, and I think a lot of the better battles that had happened originally in Shoreditch when it first kicked off and they were doing it here um, were ones where there was really clever ideas behind it and uh, and they drop the punchline like right at the end of the battle so you know you wait and then you, you, you drop that so the crowd's like ah oh, like, and they kind of they're, they're really into it and then things happen as you're watching it progress
0: so it's almost got like a, almost like a battle rap uh, exactly yeah that's essentially
1: it. what it's based on yeah it's like battle rapping but for artists paint battle
0: yeah per, the, the
1: hashtag is like paint will spill paint will spill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: that's fucking joke yeah. have you done any battling?
2: Nah, none. I haven't done anything, unfortunately. Well, it... so
1: that's the thing as well, is that I've challenged the Americans um, and their artist team over there, to so some of the American guys, with our crew over here. I said that I'm going to try and take us over there to battle, so then we're going to get us on the battle. Are, they, are, <laughs> you, are you battling, man?
2: Yeah, I reckon, I, definitely something will be up for doing. I think it sounds hilarious.
1: Um, they are fucking really fun. Like, yeah, you? when you when you're in it and the crowd's there and yeah. stuff and you're doing it, it's like, you just have a fucking great time.
2: Right? I, I, I actually, I've been to a lot of Secret World events, so I've seen it happen a lot, and I always really enjoy the atmosphere and kind of vibe got of a them. I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I always enjoy the vibe and kind of atmosphere of it. Um, but I haven't done one yet, so I'm, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. What? Passing that bag. Oh,
0: sorry. Right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's wicked, man. I Do you reckon so you're going to go L- LA this year? Is that if what That's we, what I'm trying to hook up. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah we'll see. I mean, I, up. yeah, I
1: ended up challenging the the to the battle battle. So like, I'm going to go over there and battle myself. But yeah, I want to do. I want to hook up a group battle for us as well. And they seem keen on it, so we're going to try and do it. So I think the the plan is to battle the Crass Boys if they're listening to this at any point
0: the crass boys yeah
1: is fuck is fuck the crass official? boys are you, are you calling them <laughs> out <Fucking> pricks <laughs> yeah no it's like <laughs> gondek and like uh frank who are my friends in la um i met up with them when i was over there so when i met gondek when i did my um, I, I went to la and i did a battle there uh, a few years ago um and it was me and gondek and a guy called joey lee and uh frank was that it i think that's one of our team and then we battled another team who were like, where are they from? Reddit or something. They were a Reddit team.
0: From Reddit? Yeah, well, Reddit. The website Reddit? Yeah,
1: pretty much. They'd like what? assembled a team. Well, they were like artists, <laughs> but they were like,
0: oh, for right, whatever okay. reason, they were
1: being associated with Reddit. So like, uh, yeah, so we did a battle and we, 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 did, we did win. And we, we smashed it, to be fair. We did a really funny <laughs> piece. And I met Gondek then, uh, who was on my team at the time. Um, and like uh, Frank who was on the team there, he he now works with them as, like, his assistant and stuff, helping him um, do paintings. And so, yeah, so they're the crass boys and we're going to fuck them up because cause you're shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, so with the, was the Reddit team, like, were they taking it seriously as well? Like, battling or were they just there to paint? Like no 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 it was serious, yeah it was, yeah, like, it was a legit like,
1: battle, yeah. I mean I, I actually love Gondek and Frank, so I'm not I'm just joking. <laughs> but um yeah no those they did it. Like it was a serious battle like we were there to to, to go in and try and win. And like I think the thing is is that because we kind of knew the deal, like for me it, like I say, it's like about insulting people and coming up with like a funny idea and we did top to bottom on our wall and we we rinsed it. We did like I did a stupid like Optimus Prime like 4chan bot or whatever that means it's like some blog thing like and it was like a rock'em sock'em robot battle piece so I did mine like punching like whatever their like reddit robot was and I did I dropped the punchline at the end it wasn't really a very funny punchline I just did a massive dildo in the robot's hand like slapping him across the face but it was like there were a few <laughs> things that we just poked in right at the end and you could hear the crowd and they thought it was joke so like uh then the other guys next to us they did a good piece and it was really sick but they didn't go all the way up to the top of the wall So it was kind of like, it just kind of stopped and we'd gone top to bottom. And so even like, I mean, our piece, it wasn't the best looking piece or anything. It was kind of funny and we smashed the whole thing. So we won. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I never thought about it in that battling aspect, the fact that you have to like hold off like certain bits.
1: Yeah, no, the punchline thing is great. And I think that's what people love. Because when we did this one I'm talking about now, this battle, right? There was some UK guy in the audience who's like a famous YouTube blogger. Um and he had filmed like going to the battle and turning up and he yeah. was watching the battle and you can hear him like narrating it and stuff and he was like oh what's it gonna be what's it gonna be is it a fucking dildo it's a fucking dildo and <laughs> like, so like people were like actually reacting to it as it was happening and, I, and then someone sent me this link when I got back and they're like yo this guy was at your battle and like watch it and I watched <laughs> it it was fucking really funny, so funny.
0: is there like a um so you know, like berating each other and you know, kind of mocking each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is that like officially counted? Is there like a scoring system for it? No, is it just no, but that's like a good idea. Of, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like amount of digs. Like, yeah, school, you, right? do you know what? You that's actually an that's quite an interesting idea. But, but you're um, like smack talking, smack painting.
1: Basically. No, no, there's no, there's no like. The only point system is you have like two judges, and then you get like the the crowd. So it's basically like, I mean. The two judges, are this, they're supposed to be impartial. So it's supposed to be fair, you know? Um,
2: but it always goes under crowd vote, doesn't it? Pretty a much. lot of
1: the time, yeah. And the thing is, is that like it's very controversial. Like back in the day, like I was talking about the original, but there's a bit of controversy surrounding this. Because if the crowd goes one way and they all want that person to win, and then the two judges have gone with the other person, it's a three-point system. And that's two for the, that person. And the crowds have voted for that person. You know the crowd's going to kick the fuck off. But yeah, like if yeah. their person doesn't win, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, uh, it's, it can be difficult. If that happens, then you are kind of like, oh, fuck, work. And, you know, yeah. what do you do? You have to just tell them, like, sorry. <laughs> so that actually happened to us when we went to Birmingham. Not the most recent time because we got cussed out there last time. But one of the battles we did in Birmingham, the two judges voted for us and the crowd voted for Birmingham, obviously, because they're going to. Um and we won. <laughs> we're happy.
0: Wait, you so see you got cussed out
1: Oh the last one,
0: yeah. What wait, what happened?
1: Uh we got invited up to battle by Slobs, who's a total prick. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean like the thing is is like Birmingham are always gonna vote for Birmingham, you know that. Um and this piece like you know it's a good battle actually, like both pieces were pretty cool. And yeah, we just like, it came to Birmingham and everyone shouted for them. The two judges are obviously from Birmingham as well. Uh, and then like it goes around to London it's like, who wants London to win? It's just like that. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> like, fucking great. Silence. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I said I'd never go back. Yeah, I'm joking,
0: I will. I'm just flicking through. Obviously the audience can't see, or oh, can't see if it's the Gums and Tongue family scene. The year of the NUG. Yeah. So you guys are pretty horrible to each other, to be honest. Like nah. it sounds stressful. Some of the things.
1: Depends. Like, I mean, I think like for most guys growing up with stuff, you just take the piss out of your mates and stuff. That's where yeah. you grow up, right? Like for a lot of people, and I think that's the way I've always been, and like the yeah. where a lot of these like are as well. So.
2: Yeah, and I think the thing with it is when we've got everyone together, like we all bounce off each other quite it, it well. It gets worse. It gets a lot, <laughs> gets a lot worse. Yeah. And um, it, just, it just, it's so easy to escalate. And Also, there's a couple, like, I love, I love fucking with Darko. Like, I'll, I'll happily fuck with Darko like every day <laughs> because he takes it so well and he's up, he gives it back really good. Yeah, it's true. But nothing, Makes me happier than seeing his little turtle head. A little bit upset. <laughs> <laughs> his ears are
1: probably burning now. Yeah, we're hating it. Yeah,
0: um, love him to pieces, but I love fucking with him. And do you find does it do you make does it make you on edge though? Because I don't know if you've seen like, <laughs> on edge like a...
1: Granddad season makes everyone on edge. though.
0: So. yeah, I'm constantly on edge, man. Like <laughs> yeah. when, we're,
2: when we're all together, it's just like when's it gonna kick off. And then it's <laughs> downhill from there. Like I've ch-
1: never all notes because no one fucks with me on the granddad thing because they know that if they do, then I'm gonna crush them to death.
2: And the granddad's just got fucking at hand. Yeah, Mio Bit and Darko really took granddads like to a whole different level. And so we're Wait, up- do we need to explain. Yeah, what granddad I'm, I'm, I'm is gonna, again. yeah, I'll yeah, go into. Yeah. It. You so
0: give the definition of a granddad. Well, I'll give you
2: the background on the granddad. So uh, um, the granddad started the kind of game of granddads when we were at Upfest 2017. Because Darko So he, this is why he deserves a lot of the things that I do to Darko. But Darko kept on coming up to me and pulling my shoelaces off. So I was like trying to paint. And before I know it, both shoelaces were undone and I just fucking trip over myself or some something stupid. And so in retaliation, I like granddadded him and granddad is a dead leg, so I'd like kneed him in the side of the leg and he like crumpled. And um <laughs> and then and then and then it kind of like really escalated really quickly. To the point where, Obert, Darko and myself were just granddad in each other like every ten minutes, and um, and they weren't like gentle little knees. These are like I I specifically would make sure I've got like a couple of step run up. <laughs> like the goal is to like lift someone off the ground with the force of the granddad oh, like no. you not i'm not like holding holding back but like it, we'll, that's why no one does it to me then because they know it's impossible to achieve yeah and, and also would we'll, like destroy your knee and that's just yeah. a bit of fun but um <laughs> yeah and was, like we got to the point where we, none of us would we'd all have our phones in the same pocket in case we got granddad and we knew not to granddad like your right leg so everyone's granddad each other's left legs so oh, really i didn't know that yeah that's why my left legs like thinking about granddad my left leg twinges like, <laughs> like, like, like phantom <laughs> yeah granddad, right, <laughs> literally like I, I bring it up and i just get this like striking pain down my left side of my leg um so yeah we had, uh, first we we're just grandadding each other constantly um we uh, me and me and Darko double granddadded Cy Mitchell, shout out to Cy. Um, he was out we were outside a curry house in the rain and we got we granddadded each side so I got both of his legs and he just crumpled <laughs> into the wet, rainy floor. Did he
0: have any food in
2: his hands? <laughs> no, no, we were, we didn't oh, get that into it. would the, have been funnier. Yeah, that would have been way better. We we didn't we didn't get into the curry house, it was too full because up first it's just chaos around oh, yeah. Bristol that time. And then um but yeah, and there was like loads of great granddads like really like fucked each other up. But then we had like a, about a month without seeing each other, like as a as a crew. And then we went for a Secret Wars battle. And um
1: It was the one I was battling at, wasn't it? Yeah. Again.
2: And it was just and it was just on the minute we walked into that fucking venue. And um Yeah, me, Darko and Obit just fucked each other up that night. Like I I was hobbling for like six weeks after Obit went to hospital and had like Muscle damage. <laughs> I was on that crutches. Actually,
1: had muscle damage. Yeah,
2: I was on crutches for a few weeks, um, and Darker was just fucked. We were all fucked. We completely destroyed our legs. I remember. my we co- had to call
1: a truce in the end.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember. I was working on on ladders like the week after, and I I, I couldn't get up these ladders. I was like trying to like <laughs> climb a ladder, and every time I. Like, doing stairs was a cunt. Like, it was, like, so shit, <laughs> walking for weeks. When the stupid game actually affects your yeah. life and you can't do it. Yes, yes. So, so, yeah, after that, we called a truce for a little bit. <laughs> and um, we, we're, yet, we're yet to break it. We, I we, feel
0: like
1: it's going to come back this year. Yeah, yeah. this like this year, this year past. it will pass. Who, who
0: got the most abused? In, I guess... Now, the, Obert, the three of us right? took
2: it pretty fair. Obert, yeah. It actually cost Obert money because he had two weeks off work. And was in crutches and he reckons it cost him about six hundred quid.
1: Um That's the price you pay.
2: Yeah. Um it didn't, it didn't cost me anything other than just like a lot of pain. But um it, yeah, I reckon it'll come back. We 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 kind of have a joke that granddad's season is July because that's when Upfest is.
0: Summer season, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and I reckon this year it'll come back. We um
0: Are you guys doing up
2: uh like not, a festival again this year? Uh, nothing solid We've never got anything doing, but we will. So like, if yeah. anyone, if any festival organizer out there, yeah, hit if us anyone up.
1: wants some sick paintings at a festival, yeah.
2: then and hit us up, yo Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, hope you get to see one this year, but nothing, nothing's in the books yet. Nice, I guess. Uh,
0: do you bother to outreach to that sort of stuff? Or... Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think like pictures and
1: reaching out to people i think it's the best way to do things like all the time as long as people know you're about and stuff it's like kind of goes back to the whole being active thing yeah yeah like yeah, you yeah.
2: know you have to be active in all elements you know yeah. like if you want to be doing things well
1: it's networking as well you know? yeah. it's important to meet people and go to things and you know um shout at people like uh, shout at people shout out to people like uh to <laughs> of, things. like ah give me some work yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no because they, you know if people know you're about and like and then they see what you do and they want it then cool you know you can build relationships like
0: that yeah, yeah pretty much hmm. sure um that is a quality photo of you not that anybody can see that, that. one there yeah blue
1: steel mate that blue is blue steel, steel yeah I've, so the oh, thing these is, are the shirts yeah those are the shirts yeah so matt's <laughs> they're, they're reading the, the gums shirts. and tongue zine from nas from last year um that photo's photo is the first i always do when i see a camera at me and you know, i want to one look good <laughs> <laughs> no I do have to act like a twat actually but... so um oh
0: god this page oh uh, yeah so we oh, nugget challenge, do you want yeah. to explain the hunt you can go the 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 it. Nugget 100
1: nugget challenge okay so uh so o- Obert and alice have been talking about doing the 100 nugget challenge for a while beforehand well, like nah, it's has so kind of gone gone on for a bit deal
2: came up with the idea and was like yeah, yeah and was like do you reckon you could eat a hundred chicken nuggets? And I was like, Yeah, I reckon I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, We'll do the hundred nugget challenge. I was like, No, you do it. And he didn't want to do it. And then Bow up doing it. So we and ba were like, Hey, let's. Yeah, yeah. Let's and then you guys had talk, been talking about doing it for a little. We've done a bit of a shit talking, while. yeah. And then
1: while they were talking about doing it, I was like, do You know what? I was like, I fucking want in on that as well. I was like, I reckon I could do a hundred nuggets. And so we did. We went to and we decided like we were going to up first, and we had a um, like an Airbnb booked. In Clifton the fanciest area yeah. of Bristol uh, and our fancy Airbnb, nice Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah. really, really nice Airbnb <laughs> in Clifton and um, yeah we decided that was the right time and to save on costs originally I think we were talking about doing McDonald's yeah but
2: it's, it costs like plus your uh, it would have killed you yeah it might have killed me um, but we were gonna like potentially do it with McDonald's chicken nuggets and we worked out it was like like over hundred quid. Yeah, it's too much for a joke, you yeah, know. Yeah, like. yeah. So we're like basically, like, <laughs>
1: let's do let's do the hundred nugget challenge in an affordable way and go to ASDA. That's so what we did. We just fucking bought a hundred. So I got a hundred chicken nuggets, and Oba got hundred chicken nuggets, and Alice got the. So his ones were slightly no goujons bigger. They were yeah. chicken goujons. He got seventy five gluten free chicken goujons, which doesn't sound as good as a hundred chicken nuggets, oh, does it? No. <laughs> But I would like, I'd like to you like- You do
0: look so unhappy in <laughs> just like, pure yeah. It was completely so, so dumb, how, bro. How, right? how
1: was it? It was fucking funny as fuck, to be fair, right? And like, wait, right, so you've got us to keep going on the story, right? So we, got the, we had the chicken nuggets. We've gone there. You get a condiment each as well, right? So like you'll have one condiment and you're allowed to drink water while you're doing it. Uh, my condiment was like a buffalo wing hot sauce. Uh, you had tomato ketchup, yeah. all perfectly reasonable. <laughs> Over <laughs> got a fucking Lurpak
2: butter. But do you remember we also had a choice of drink?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. do we? I, yeah. Was, I mean I'm obviously I'm just gonna pick yeah. water to play it yeah. safe. yeah like, you have water. Yeah. Ober had
2: a yogurt drink. Yeah, yeah. It was like a what was it? Like a <laughs> It was like a pineapple yogurt drink yeah, or
1: something nice and stupid. Thick like, and creamy yeah. to wash the 100 chicken nuggets down. <laughs> Definitely not filling. Who who won? <laughs> Wait, so like Competition kicks off and it's uh, we're being fucking loud as fuck and it gets really out of hand and it's really 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 hard to eat 100 chicken nuggets. So I managed to do 52, I think it's it was in total. Long. What did you get? Thirty. No, I got, or or? I got. I
2: just broke 40. Did I was you? Like 41. Oh, okay,
1: so I think yeah. it was like 40 something as it was well. It 48. I mean, 48. Yeah. yeah. So I won, Uh and like I still had you know half a got on my fucking plate because it is tough. And I think if we do it with mcdonald's chicken nuggets they'd be easier because they're they're one bite if you fucking cook them in the oven especially if you're oust right and you fucking cook 75 gluten-free chicken goujons in the oven and you give them to him right before he has to eat them they're all really fucking hot yeah
2: so like the reason why i don't look back to this moment fondly is is it just fucked me man like it was like one of the hardest things i've ever done i reckon it's so broken yeah like so they came piping out hot out the oven like so hot that the first few like scolded my mouth <laughs> so like from the get-go burnt roof of mouth burnt tongue burnt lips and that was like how it kicked off and then the fact that gujons they were like they were like, i tried it. i tried to do them as one bites so it wasn't happening especially with how hot they were so they were like two bike jobs and um and they were thick breadcrumbs, so with the burnt mouth, it then cut up my mouth. And like, I was like bleeding <laughs> from the gums, like trying to like power through these but nuggets. Is, but this is
1: like early, early in the, in yeah, the competition like as well, 10. like right like. from the beginning. And he's already like, ah. Yeah,
2: I was in so much pain.
1: Um, it's just really, really hard to eat that much. Yeah, well, in such. We had like half an hour to do it, in, yeah. and then you just feel like you're fucking full of concrete.
2: My, my mate, Mentz um shout out to ments he had said to me beforehand he was like you f- like you physically won't be able to eat them it was like if he like looked on the pe- back of the packets and worked out it was like it
1: was over 5000 calories or
2: something nah or something. i, I think was it? i think it was no nah, it was whatever well i think it was like around what? the 10000 calorie mark if we would eat really? them all yeah oh, if would right, eat them all and he was like you'll get to 4000 and be fucked yeah and i reckon that's well, that's what about happened. right yeah, yeah that's, that's literally what it that's it's like your body's just like yeah
0: nah. <laughs> well, so it's like your body just can't take it anymore I, well, know, well, I, I, I reckon I reckon I could have had a few more but it
2: was like I, I so I, I lost pure and I got to a point I got I hit the wall and I'm, I'm pretty quick to give up on things anyway but I hit the wall I thought you were a strong contender though before that I, I, with most food I, like, I am like, I, I've seen this
1: man have like a massive like KFC family bucket to himself yeah, family are, like, a, feasts, couple, man. a couple of them like me yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the double Burger King on the way down to, standard uh, man. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I like
2: eating and so I, I was pretty confident in my, in my own ability but yeah I got hit the wall and in my head I was like oh, if I could carry on eating I'm going to probably be sick and I'm in so much pain that this is so unpleasant. Like at this point, my gums were like, like, all I could taste was I was tasting more blood than chicken. And um, it's also because you're a pussy, though. Yeah, that does. That's another <laughs> thing. And so I was like, "Not oh, fuck it, I'm just out." But I reckon I could have had like a couple more, but not many more. I was really fucking done in.
1: But I was actually quite up for doing it
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we should
1: do it with McDonald's. If McDonald's chicken nuggets would yeah. be really easy. I reckon I could do 100, you know? Uh, I, I
2: reckon, I reckon, I I reckon we should do <laughs> it. Yeah. I reckon, I've forgotten the pain of the past. Yeah. I reckon we should do a 50-nugget yeah. sprint. I think that would be oh, way better. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, so who, that was the well, other who thing. Is like, 50? yeah, yeah. Change yeah. the well, competition. Yeah, so wait, like, so yeah. you won the the chicken nugget competition. Like, what was the highest number? I got, I got fifty-two. Yeah, uh, captain. Fifty-two.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that was the most I could do because I was fucked after that. How bit.
0: long did it take you?
1: It was bang on the half hour, mark, pretty much like yeah. that was when it finished. No,
2: like, no, we, we, you guys didn't. I I stopped. I think five minutes from the end. And you yeah, and I kept over going right until right until I
1: could couldn't carry on anymore. But obviously had to like pause for a bit we had given ourselves a
2: half hour time limit.
1: Yeah. But I think like the difference between doing the amount of nuggets and having like say, oh wait, no, would you do it like how many nuggets you can eat in a specific time or would you do it as like you have this amount of nuggets and you're only allowed this amount of time. No, nah, nah. well, no. You, you the, have to see who eats them quicker. Yeah. So then it's more like a, a speed competition yeah. than an amount competition. Fifty nugget sprint. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. 50 but 50
0: they're
1: sprint. not eating as many nuggets as you might want. No, nah, but out. I'd like to see how. What good if you're still hungry goes? for nuggets and then the competition
2: ends? Get a this. cheeky nine after. <laughs> 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 the thing that's been really funny about nuggets is since we did that, we're all eating nuggets, like, on a regular basis. And if I see a photo of any of those fucking 20 <laughs> chicken nuggets things on
1: the <laughs> thing, I have
0: to send it to the group, like, every time. You I guys are practising nuggets.
2: Darko's on it, yeah. Like, so the other day, we drove from a graph spot in Ilford to uh, like, Newbury Parkways, And in that drive, he polished off 20 nuggets and two burgers, and he's like- Fair play. Yeah, he's proper, like, while driving. While driving skills. Yeah, I was in a different car, driving behind him, and he was finishing each item, and then throwing the box at my car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amazing. But yeah, he proper, like, he's in training. He said he did, he said he's been hitting, like, 40 nugs a weekend, like, standard. So I think he's proper in training. Yeah,
1: but if they're McDonald's ones, man, like, I, I think I could do 100, honestly. Like, they're a lot I'm easier. I'm saying that like, those ones you cook in the fucking oven are crunchy and they they're are hard, hard and yeah. they are really hard to eat. But like McDonald's ones are... I That's mean, I'm soft. not saying they're healthy, they're you know, full of fucking salt and shit, but who cares? I, I reckon there's a pretty eat. good chance of just swallowing one. <laughs> <laughs> do, do how, how, how either good or bad would it be if one of us died this year from choking on a
2: nugget? <laughs> so I think if someone has to fucking whatever it's called cool, where you like squeeze their ribs to make it cough out i think that's like, <laughs> like the opinion heimlich. Opinion. <laughs> yeah. but if someone has to Heineken for a nug i think that's where we've like we've, we've hit the like ultimate point of it yeah is that,
0: really is that a, the is that goal nugget. Yeah. The, Is that a crew goal what, like someone death plus, by nugget Death. Yeah, someone <laughs> yeah, 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 is dying right. this year from a Heim, nugget heimlich, death a, a nugget,
1: heimlich right. nugget well yeah i mean that that would only be topped by death by nugget
2: <laughs> the thing is that like not many people in the crew like I think it's only the well actually, I guess most of us have been like Well it sounds like Darko's up for the challenge now. Yeah, he didn't do da- it last Darko, year. Darko didn't do it last year and then like, he's been eating a lot of nugs this year. And it, well, yeah, we're all kind of like, I reckon I reckon i i am up for doing it again. i i be i I'm really on the fifty nugget sprint because I think that'd be hilarious. Would you do
1: fifty gluten free uh No, I'll just do McDonald's U-tons, man. So i just so i just decide like that kill you. It... so you could actually be first death by
2: a Nugget I oh, could be yeah <laughs> no, I, I, I do think like it wouldn't kill me I think I would be really ill afterwards but I think it's worth it definitely worth that's it that's the other thing that I shit about the Nuggets is that we did it day one of Upfest yeah, the night idea. we got there Aww. and then I, like you know like you're fucked a couple of days after
0: yeah day, don't like eat
1: that. so many nuggets <laughs> that you can't stand up anymore and you then go to a you graffiti paint like, festival we have to paint for the next yeah, couple of days like
0: you should have done it at the end of the festival when you're all emaciated and hungry. oh yeah definitely uh, that would have been the smart thing man. to do
1: and we almost got booted out of the airbnb the fancy ass airbnb in clifton because we made so much fucking noise that we got like five complaints and yeah they
2: weren't happy i'm gonna put you stick to the
0: yeah yeah i oh, let you guys So um, at the moment, well, presuming Aubrey doesn't die of nugget death, fingers crossed. Uh, have you got Have <laughs> you got any plans as a crew this year? Like,
1: mm, I mean, yeah, and no. Like, um, so we've been trying to line a few things up that are like regular things that we usually do, but we're still kind of waiting to hear back on a lot of that stuff. So if as it happens, it might just kind of happen, you know, which is the way it goes with a lot of these things and. So things like Upfest and stuff, they haven't done the lineup yet. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll go back and we'll do all that stuff again. And the more things, the better, to be honest. For me, last year, like a lot of the highlights of my year were being with these guys and being away and just being together and having a fucking really good time, you know, and and painting walls and stuff. So we definitely want to lock in more of that kind of stuff. I mean, I have my own plans for this year already kind of locked in a few things. But, um, yeah, the more crew stuff, the better, man, Like
0: and are you do are you do you have like anything outside of graph or street art or is it all just like creative you know like
1: yeah for sure i mean I, so I had this whole um i don't I'm not gonna say too much about it because I'm still working about how i'm going to do it and I've been sort of talking to people that I know about how I can expand things because I've been involved in like graphic design and packaging and branding for a, a really long time as well um and I kind of slow down on that to do more of the art stuff but now I'm trying to combine a lot of the things that I've learned from that industry with the you know this this kind of graph world and a lot of the, the kind of the new digital world as well like to kind of do something new and different with it um and I think something for me which I've become really interested in is like video content and making um more of that kind of thing to and I've never really done that before and that's just something that's come about through Traveling recently and filming things and and trying to divert stuff. So because
0: yeah. you took a GoPro right when you yeah were, yeah I like... bought
1: one specifically for that trip to film things and now I started to get into like editing and and that's like a whole new world for me that I've never really touched on before. But I'm excited to do sort of things with that now um, and I'm getting really addicted to that. And then there's a whole other knock-on effect of that of of kind of like um, what I want to do expanding things from further outside of graffiti. Like uh, we me and As were talking about workshop stuff and everything last night. Um, And it's something that I'd always kind of shied away from. But what I realized is that like doing workshops and like teaching kids to paint and um, getting people like younger people involved with that is actually something that I'm quite interested in. And that's one of the reasons that I did Secret Wars and I wanted to run it is because because it helped me with my career and kind of kicking things into gear in the first place. Um, I think if I can help like younger people um, like understand like how to go about it or like give them things to do or like teach them things, Um, that's really cool and I want to do that and so that's also something that I'm trying to develop as like a part of like this whole new kind of captain empire Captain empire.
0: (laughs) yeah eventually you'll be a captain of industry
1: yeah I just I want it to be more than I've always wanted to do more than just painting like like food and and like cooking is always something I've been like super interested in I used to want to be a chef if I hadn't gone down the art route I would have done cooking so I've always done that as like a passion anyway um and people that know me know that but like i want to try and do something with that and combine the kind of captain thing as well um and i, I said to Alice, but i'm not telling anyone what it is right now because it's like an idea that i've had that i want to kind of develop and, and turn into something um so without saying what it is then yeah there's other things hopefully
0: coming soon <laughs> so while you're in the loo we're just going through like um Future plans or any pl- any goals like outside of graph or or is all your energy focused in street art and graph at the moment?
2: Um, and my work, I'd say like so. I work as a kind of so I work for a kind of a street art age or well, I work for Global Street Art, which is kind of why I'm doing a podcast. But um, I see myself as my job as like a muralist and a kind of a, a, like kind of do that. And um, it's something that I didn't really think I would ever do but now doing it I, I get a I kind of really thrive from the challenge of trying to paint stuff that I would never normally paint and figuring out my head, like how to get stuff done for like even though if you're not painting your own artwork I really started to thrive from the challenge of trying to just replicate stuff and figure out ways to kind of paint certain effects and stuff and so I'd really have like to push that more and I want to get a lot better at um, other aspects because I feel like I love graph, and I'll always paint graph, and my graph will only get better by the more hours I put into painting, yeah. and I feel like if you're painting, it doesn't matter what you're painting, but as long as you're painting something every day, mm. you're only going to get better, and I'm a big believer in that whole like 10,000 hours of doing something and you become a master of it or whatever, and um, you know, it'd be wicked to do, I don't know if there's enough hours in a, in, you know, in a year, but it'd be wicked if you're doing like 10,000 hours a year of painting.
1: I yeah. think sometimes it has a knock-on effect, and it actually yeah. ends up making your stuff better just through naturally by doing different things. Yeah, and you then you can transfer that into uh, you know the other side of what you do as well. Sometimes without even really thinking. Definitely, about
2: I, it. I've started yeah. to enjoy my graph even more since I've been doing murals like for a living because
0: does it feel like a treat in a way? Because it's like oh, I can paint. I'm painting what I want to paint. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah totally. I know all and, these and, new skills and
2: and also like. It's made it even. It's it made it even more of like my passion. You know, it's something like my graph is so selfish to me. Like it's something that I want to do, and i paint in the way that I enjoy painting, and it's purely to make myself happy. I do it for no one else other than pure self self indulgence, and um, and that's become so much more apparent since I've been doing like murals for a living. Um, so I I'd like to like kind of explore that and like actually start to learn about. Traditional mural techniques—how people were getting, like, um, you know, like painting murals in, like, you know, the early like nineteen hundreds or whatever—and like, you know, learning all these old school techniques and like,
1: which I think is great. I think it's important. I think that's the thing that a lot of people—not a lot of people, like some people they miss out on that kind of more traditional Yeah, and I, I, style. and
2: I didn't have thought I'd be that into it, but mm. now after doing this job for a few years, I'm so, like, getting more and more obsessed with it, and I'm really liking it. So I think like... I
1: think as you mature as an artist, though, you end up looking at other things.
2: Yeah. I think the one thing I would like to do over, in, over the, in the near future is try and set aside more studio time and try and do a bit more... Um, and once again, I, it's not for anything. It's not for like... A gallery or a show, or to sell or anything like that—it's more to experiment. I, I, I like the idea of experimenting and playing around with techniques and ideas and things, and I'd I'd like to make more time for that. Whereas, like having a full time job and being horrifically obsessed with graffiti, you don't actually have <laughs> any free time. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I agree. Like, you know? I think,
1: like, it's hard to find time anyway when you're busy and you're doing stuff and you get stuck in your ways or whatever, or yeah. you know, you focus on things. And I think that I because I'd spoken to you about wanting to do that too, and I think. Yeah like I really want to break out of what I do just for me and do lots of other stuff and I think I mean we've been doing that recently and I want to do more of that stuff you know.
0: Same for me man, I find like personally, I've noticed this more over the years as well, it's like I'm better at learning things if I'm playing around, Mm, if I'm just experimenting and yeah, because you don't put yeah, pressure on yourself about, as well. Yeah, I think it's the no pressure. Um, any idea goes, and you just kind of do it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm for the audience who have no idea who I am. Uh, I'm a photographer and filmmaker. Um, so today I just came back. I was doing a commercial shoot, which was fun and like creative and stuff. But you're making a product that has to look a certain way. Yeah, it's for something. Um, whereas the the stuff that I'm most proud of is literally the stuff like I sh- I sh- I make it because I want to look at it. And I had the, I had the idea in my head, and I just want to like make that idea, and then look and see that I've done it. Mm. And that's what like, even they're doing commercial stuff. Obviously, you get paid, and like, yeah, yeah, it to get does look somewhere. good. You know, you do a good job because you're doing yeah. it for a company. Mm. the 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 satisfaction of it, at least for me, uh, always comes down to when I'm just doing it for my own personal.
2: Yeah,
0: everything. yeah, I, I think. Yeah,
2: you got to make your bread and butter, so you've got to do commercial work, which is like the reality of being an, like an artist that's young or up and coming or whatever you want to call it. Um, and obviously, I think everyone as an artist's dream is to be able to get paid for doing your work. But um, I feel like there's just like really, I can't remember who told me this. I feel like it was potentially even like Busk or someone that told me this, that you can either do like, you either do like, 10 years of like intense London living, being an artist, and then you'll kind of start to make it, or you do like 30 years living in the middle of nowhere, and then your work might get recognized. And so mm-hmm. I feel like the if you're gonna live in like a hectic city like London, or any of these big kind of creative cities around the world, you might as well fully in, engage in, every, in any way you can, whether that's doing commercial work, whether it's doing design work, whether it's doing like illustration, like anything you want to be doing, mm-hmm just fucking throw yourself in there and just commit to it and as long as you keep your personal work alive during that period and you still push yourself outside like that's the thing like a lot of people struggle with the separation between work and downtime and you've got to have a really good balance of that especially if you're doing art for a living I think you've got to have like you've got to see it as a job and you go to work you do commercial. the minute the job finishes you don't stop painting you go like okay cool i'm going to go bombing now i'm going to go and we don't even bombing, but like if you go and yeah. do something like the thing is that yeah. i think a
1: lot of people that end up working and like this was me as well like so i when you work full time is that most people like i'm not saying everybody some people work hard and then they probably go home and they do something else as well yeah. but like if you have like a passion for something right you go home and you want to do that because it's your passion exactly so for me like, i would come home from work and like even if i might have had like freelance projects while i was working full time but or like i might just want to do a drawing or whatever but I would because it's, it's in me to want to do that and like yeah. I have this drive to do it and stuff and as a result of that, like if you keep doing that and you push, push, push and you also do all the other sensible things like networking and meeting people and not being a total dick, you know, yeah. that helps. <laughs> but that helps to, to kind of grow and then as a result of that, you find like a lot of people like myself and, and like others is that um, it ends up becoming something that you can actually turn into a, your job like and money. Like, yeah, man. And then being able to enable you to 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 do that for your for your living, or like you know, work out a way so that it can become part of your your living.
0: Um, well, that was that was going to be my kind of last question to you guys. Was like, what kind of advice would you give to younger artists or young younger graph writers? But I feel like you kind of yeah, well, I think off, it, offered it out. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's a natural progression.
1: Stopped. I think I suppose it's what we
2: come around to at the end, isn't it?
0: Like, yeah. It's
1: sort
2: of, 100% and, and it, what we've learned. I think just don't like, stop that's the other thing it's like if, if, if you are it doesn't have to be graph or it doesn't have to be street art it doesn't have to be it could be anything if you've got something that you're like oh this fucking interests me yeah. just do it
1: I think also something that I always say to people because I get interviewed for things about the same question actually about like sometimes like helping younger artists out and stuff and because that is actually something for me I think is quite important is to help like younger people out and stuff I think If you're going to do something, which maybe already exists because, you know, it's fucking saturated now. It's like so many things. It's really hard to create something unless you have this crazy unique style or whatever. But if you're already kind of aiming for like a a kind of, I don't know what you call it, like a bracket of whatever it is that you do. Like for me, like I do kind of cartoony character kind of things. Then you have to like define yourself within your target market, within your niche, right? So you have to do something that either people aren't doing or you have to do it really fucking good and then like plug put it out there all the time and work really hard at it and also, you know, be nice to people, I think really? is also a good one. But you have to kind of you have to work at it. Like it's not gonna come easy. There are lots of people doing shit like this. So you have to like really make a name for yourself by doing something that's unique in a way. Or, you know, defining yourself in that in that sort of niche. It's tough, but yeah, you have to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. Nice. Cool, man. Well, I think that the my personal goal today was for to record an hour and a half of like good stuff. We're at an hour and twenty five. So, All right. Should we wrap up? Yeah, I think that I think that's like a good ending sentiment as yeah. well that we've yeah covered. Um, cool. Yeah. So that was the first uh, and the war, best and the, the best so far. <laughs> Actually, I guess it's technically the second, <laughs> but this is probably the first one that will get released. Uh, Wars can talk podcasts with our guests. Captain Chris and you, Alst. Thank you for having us. Thank you yeah, for man. getting involved, guys. You massively helped me out. Um, it's been nice chatting. I, I suppose I it's, again, like it's that le- learning through playing and doing things That like, even it towards the end of this episode, I feel like I've I've relaxed a lot more in terms of how to speak. Like at the start, I was so like.
1: No, I agree as well. Do you I mean, for me, I was trouble kind show. of like well, trying well. to recollect things. So when I get asked about stories, like whenever it's like. Hey, remember this story? And I'm like, uh... ah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't. But like, as, are you right? Like, I think yeah. the the more you kind of get into like talking about yourself or whatever you're talking about, or like the thing is that you do actually just fucking start just hanging out and talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I think that I think that was um, in terms of a learning experience. I guess hosting it, I'll have to learn how to coax stuff out of people without directly putting them on the spot, like. No, no, Tell I think that's normal. Yeah. I think that,
1: uh, that you're, it's always going to have to happen. It's just, for me personally, I have real trouble, like, at the beginning. If you'd ask me, like, this is me personally again, like, later on, like, when you're kind of, like, more involved with it, it's easier just for me because I know that, like, I get a, a kind of, like, after smoking weed and whatnot and stuff, my memory's not great. So, like, I'm kind of like, but then after I chill out, I start to remember things.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I found I felt real hammy at the start when I was kind of nervous about it. Even though I'm just in a room with two people I know well. Yeah, it's yeah. because you're aware. It's, it's like, am aware thing, that it's recording. Right? Yeah, and... yeah, yeah.
1: You're kind of aware of what you're saying because the thing is, is that like, this is what I realised in the last podcast that I did uh, in the States is that like, people are actually going to fucking listen to it. And then you're going to listen to it and you're going to hear yourself and you're going to be like, oh, fuck, man, all those people <laughs> are listening to this shit. Like, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. You know, and I dread that. And I even dread this. Yeah. Out, because I just hate the sound of my own voice. I think this has been good, though. Do you think? Yeah. Because the thing I is, think when really, we're talking really, in person, like, I think it's good. But then I hear myself, and I'm like, <laughs> I
0: don't know. I th- I think people weren't talking over each other too much. The no, story, this, the stories yeah. kind of got to completion roughly. You know, like we covered quite a few topics as well. I think because we yeah. started in basically the the worst, like possible way to record a podcast with like eight people in a room. Oh yeah, that was very yeah, yeah. after other. being in the pub for doing You're always right. gonna yeah. be able to yeah, make it better. Yeah.
1: Um no this was good because we were able to clearly sure. have a conversation yeah each yeah,
0: Um but yeah and thank you guys for listening. Um yeah, I hope this has been you know insightful and entertaining and uh not completely nonsensical. And we're follow, also, we're follow also Captain
1: Chris on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah no, no, actually yeah where, that's that's a good point where,
0: where can people find your stuff like wh- where's so mine is
1: at captain chris on instagram captain with a c chris with a k and i've just started up a youtube channel for my traveling and adventure and painting videos mainly painting
0: Nice. and
2: you can find uh yeah i've got an instagram uh, which is desoust d-e-s-o-u-s-t um yeah follow me if you Want to see my graffiti. Some sick graffiti. It's a bit of graffiti, bro.
0: Yeah, check it out. Peace out. Bye.